Get played premium DLC. I'm uh, one of your hosts, Heather Ann Campbell, sitting across the city from Nicholas Weiger. Nicholas is my full name, but I commonly go by Nick. And hey, we're here as always with our producer, Matthew, I assume, Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Yes. And every time I do hear my full name, I do think I am in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are actually, Matt. You're in deep shit. Oh, shit. (laughs) Heather and I have something to talk to you about. Uh Uh-oh. I'm grounded. (laughs) (laughs) Guys. I'm really excited about today's episode. I'm, I almost wish this was in the main feed. Half of the time I feel like, you know, we're, we're, we're doing these premium episodes for the, for the hardcore fans. And then sometimes we're doing it for ourselves. And today is one of the ones where I feel like we're doing it for ourselves. This week's concept is music. It's time for it. Now that's what I call video game music. Volume four composers. We've each brought in a few different songs from some of our favorite video game composers, and we are going to talk about them. Wow. Yes. And we highlighted one composer a piece. We're like, hey, this is one composer who has a body of work that we appreciate, and we are going to talk about this individual. And we each have one that we've brought to the table. Um, I guess we should just get into it, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just get into it. Should I, should I should I lead us off or should I finish us because my composer is the best? Wow. Whoa. Uh, it's not a competition. It is. Um, Okay, I guess it is a competition. I'm just learning that. Uh, well, I'll start. I'll start things off. Okay. Great. So the composer that I have is a favorite of mine. He is he is best known for his early work with LucasArts and his later work with Double Fine. Um, but he has actually worked on it for on a bunch of different games. Um, a, a, as as a lot of composers have, he just has a a, a you know his his gameography is quite impressive. His name is Peter McConnell, uh, and he is an American composer um, who had his first credited game was M- uh, Monkey Island 2 LeChuck's Revenge, 1991. He was one of a, a squadron of composers for his f- first few games, and then his first, uh, his first solo score, I believe, was Full Throttle, um, the LucasArts adventure uh, direct, uh, designed by Tim Schafer. Um, also, uh, Grim Fandango, he's very well known for amazing score there. Uh, the Sly Cooper series, he did a bunch of the scores for them. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies and, you know, some of his modern credits, some of those modern double fine games, Brutal Legend uh, and Broken Age. Uh, a guy, uh, Heather, who is your composer? Actually, let's go to Matt. We'll, we'll have Heather back clean up. He- Matt, who's your composer? My composer is Koji Kondo, and he is a Japanese composer, and he worked on, you know, so many games like, well, namely Mario and the Legend of Zelda franchise. Uh, he's, I mean, primarily known for his work in those games, but he's done, I see here, uh, Devil World. Yeah, he did Punch-Out was his first credit. Um, Star Fox, Yoshi's Island, Ocarina of Time, all these, and you know, just Mario games throughout yes. the years as well. Koji Kondo made an indelible imprint on video games. Absolutely. Heather, go for it. All right, great. My composer 
is Yoko Shimamura, and she has been the composer behind so many video games. She is, uh, she's worked with Capcom. She's worked with Nintendo. Uh, she is now a freelancer. I'm just going to rattle off some of her, some of her bigger games here, including Legend of Mana, Radiant Historia, Mario and Lu- Luigi Paper Jam, uh, Demon Score, which I guess I haven't ever played, uh, Final Fight, Gargoyle's Quest, Breath of Fire. Wow. And Parasite Eve. I haven't named the three that I've chosen to represent her career and my fourth bonus track, because when you hear them, you'll be like, holy shit, this woman is so fucking talented that she has, she's kicked my ass audibly. She has audibly (laughs) kicked my ass. (laughs) Yeah, it is definitely humbling to go through someone's you know, entire, uh, uh, all their credits and be like, oh, wow, you've worked on so much good shit and I remember all of it. Yeah. And what do I have to show for my life? Yeah. Nothing. Not this. <laughs> yeah. Her music has been played by the London Philharmonic Orchestra at Abbey Road. Wow. Like. Wow. That's, I mean, she's the Beatles. She is the Beatles of, yeah. of music composition and video games. Why don't we just go? Why don't we just do it? Play some tracks. Let's get into it. And hey, if Heather's is the Beatles, then mine is the Eagles. (laughs) Oh, my God. Here's a little Peter McConnell. Uh, First up, this is one of the Sly Cooper uh, entries in the series. Uh, This is Sly Cooper, Thieves in Time. Let's hear a little bit from this, uh, this track. that we're going to learn a lot about who each of us is <laughs> with these music choices. 100%. And, and, you know, one thing I love about McConnell is just like his arrangements. And he just has all these, uh, the you know, you hear a lot of woodwinds there. You hear the sax, you hear a little bass clarinet. Um, and you hear a lot of a lot of strong jazz influence, which is I think is an element in a lot of his work. Uh, but it is just I, I just always find his stuff is just so like groovable, and you know at times it, like a lot he's he's really good at like mu- at stuff that just sort of sets a mood and is like kind of soothing and like cool. And those are kind of the tracks that I that I focused on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just definitely definitely pluses up this franchise a lot with the composition work he did. Uh, that's a little Sly Cooper. Uh, the track from that from Thieves and Chime is "I Smell a Rat." That's what we heard there. Yeah, it was All good. Right, thieving music, great thieving music. And, and you know, that's like kind of like to me that that reminds me of something that you'd hear in like a Pixar movie. You know, yeah, absolutely. It kind of has that same sort of quality. Yeah, some some sneaky tunes, right? Uh, <laughs> my, like so a mischievous you, raccoon. Yeah, who's going to be thieving in the night, stalking the perimeter of the building he's going to break into under cover of darkness. Just yep. like Nick Weiger. Hmm. <laughs> Just, 
We're just describing what Nick does. He just like <laughs> yeah, sneaks around like a little raccoon. Do you think and- he would be a good thief? Hmm. I well, here's the thing. I uh, I am amoral, but I am clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> so I have an element working in my favor, but another one that would be a detriment. Hmm. Morally, I'd have no problem, but just lit like logistically, I could see myself accidentally knocking over the jewel I was trying to thieve. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Are we going three three at a time, or are we just you going around round robin style? I think round I think we're doing robin. robin style. All right, do it, Matt. Apadaka. This one from my from my boy <laughs> from my boy Koji. This is the title theme to Super Mario World. Hell yeah! Just. I mean, what is there to say about it other than hell yeah? This fucking rules. It's fucking perfect. And like, obviously, the um, Super Mario Brothers theme he did as well, and that's iconic in its own right. But this is like such a like this is a few games in. Obviously, this is like after Super Mario Bros. Three even, and it's just so so much fun. Yeah, it's. It's unstoppable. Like, this is the only composer that I think gives my composer a run for their money. This fucking Koji Kondo is, like, incredible. It's theme. It's like theme park music. Like, if you heard this walking around at a theme park, you wouldn't blink an eye. No. I, I What I love about the Super Mario World score in particular, one is that I think, and I could be wrong, but I think that basically every track in the game is essentially a remix of the title screen music. They all just have, like, cl- slightly different modulations on that central theme. But then also, when you jump on Yoshi, Yoshi and then the fucking drums kick in, you got those fucking congas going in the background. Man, how fun is that? <laughs> <laughs> great like it stuff there great it's great it's he's i mean i've watched interviews with that guy where he talks about like his composition like and also seeing him like play the mario theme on a piano makes you feel like it makes you gasp you're like right wow oh oh that's him he made this um yeah yeah it's like have you you you've probably seen this like video online but there's like a video of the guy who did the Seinfeld theme song and it's not played how you think it is and it is just astounding you're just like yeah it's that yeah Uh, it's like on a synthesizer right yeah it's not on a bass at all like there's like no strings involved I mean except in the it might be an electronic synthesizer actually uh but just amazing yeah it's also like because and it really hammers home on those Seinfelds, there were like some seasons where the, you do the boom, ding, ding, burn, 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 and then they added doo doo bop, doo wah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, wait, that's weird. I'm glad they eventually got rid of that and just made it the walking baseline itself. That's all you need, baby. It's all you need. You don't need, you don't need the doo 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 bop, doo wah, and you don't need the uh, uh, applause break when Kramer slides into Jerry's apartment. <laughs> Get rid of that stuff. Doo 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 wah. Another thing about Seinfeld. No. <laughs> he dated his 17-year-old. All right, so. <laughs> it was a different time. No, it wasn't. It's never. That is not. You can't. You cannot. You can't do that. Can, you can't as, be an adult man dropping off your girlfriend at high school. Okay, here we go. Would that. 
un unpalatable introduction. Uh, Yoko Shimomura. Uh, this is my first track I've uh, I've chosen for her. It comes from Final Fantasy 15, and uh, it is called Apocalypse Noctis. I think. So that's your cold open to the song. This is like the final boss fight of this game. It's a song with a cold open and then multiple move emotional movements. It's it's such a like complex arrangement, it sounds like. There's just like yeah. so much going on. Yeah, this is fucking incredible. I think I think Sephiroth's theme is the best Final Fantasy theme ever composed. But I like that she went after it. I like that she didn't do like some like, oh, you know, maybe we'll do it all on a harp. Like she yes. was like, all right, all right, the bar is one winged angel. So I'm just going to fucking throw a thousand pounds of Latin and a full orchestra. <laughs> I'm going to throw, like, fucking piano stings. I'm going to throw everything at that at, at this boss fight. And that track is long. It's long. It just it. keeps going and building. Um, I'm not the kind of person who likes, quote, epic music. But if I'm going to choose an epic piece to represent one of the points on the triangle that is Yoko Shimomura. It's going to be uh, that track from Final Fantasy XV. Nick, you're up. Uh, I love that. I will also that also just you mentioning One Winged Angel makes me think. It makes me just remember just how good the Final Fantasy VII remake remix score is. It's just so fucking good. It's so satisfying on the same level uh that the 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 redone graphics are just just fucking delightful if you played the original game uh but you know moving back to peter mcconnell so this is actually a a one that i didn't know uh at, at first that he was i played this game and i didn't realize that he was the composer behind it until later because blizzard usually has their own you know kind of group of of composers that they work with and this is the only blizzard game that peter mcconnell has a credit on uh, it is Hearthstone, the deck building game, and he did a lot of the background music in the game, including this track, which is one of the better battle, you know, again, just like setting a mood, uh, great in instrumentation, great arrangement, use of woodwinds. Uh, this is Bad Reputation from Hearthstone. Matt, if we want to play a, bit, a little bit of this bad boy. nice it sounds like a curious bear little little bear he found his found a nice river what i love about this is that the whole the meta narrative behind hearthstone 
is that these are characters in the World of Warcraft universe playing this like in a tavern. So it very much kind of evokes the feeling of like, oh, this is music that might be playing in a tavern in the world of Azeroth. This is like, <laughs> like I could see some musicians, you know, a fucking, there's an orc and a troll and a fucking, uh, a, you know, a blood elf and they've got their little jazzy trio and they're playing this song while some people are competing in Hearthstone. Uh, it, it, it's like, I think like that, it really sits in that element of the world building. It really, really helps fill that out. But also it just like, it just sounds so fucking good. And this is a track you hear hundreds of times if you're playing this game and it never fucking gets old. So I, I think that like that speaks to just how it's so tough to make that kind of composition that is, you know, it, it kind of transcends earworm and becomes something that you never get sick of um, hearing over and over and over again. But yeah, I, I love that track. Bad Reputation from Hearthstone. You're up, Apodaca. All right. My next one is from one of my favorite video games of all time. Uh, and it's the overworld theme from Yoshi's Island. Hmm. Wow. so fun it's really hard to listen to his music and not be put into a better mood yeah this is great i feel like i'm on like on an island vacation give me a damn coconut to drink out of yeah excellent excellent work apodaca i'm gonna say you composed this (laughs) i I did this good job (laughs) thank you so much i worked really hard on it uh, the, like, like he's so, what I think he's so good at, and, you know, I think this comes from partly starting with the, the tech limited chips of the, the, the NES and the Famicom is just like using syncopation in a way where mm-hmm. it's just like, it creates something you don't have necessarily a lot of, uh, uh, simultaneous sounds at once to work with, but by making something very like kind of syncopated, uh, you can make it st- feel like it has a lot of variance. And yeah, I think that one, that track definitely speaks to that. I, I love that song. I love the, the Yoshi's Island score is fucking delightful. Yeah. Good work. Good work, Apodaca. Thank you so you much. It. I worked really hard and, uh, I, it's, it's about time. I'll say. <laughs> All right, up next from uh, Yokoshimamura. This is from Xenoblade Chronicles, a Wii game. Um, and this game had big blue skies and huge fields of grass. And it was sort of um, an emotional counterpoint to Final Fantasy XV, which of course came later, with its leather and its foreboding and its like grim you know, I don't what do you call it? Like Cargoth? What would you call that genre? Cargoth? Cargoth, sure. Car- Cargoth. Autogoth. Automobile <laughs> oh, got goth. it, got it. Cargoth. Uh, anyway, uh, this I is thought Cargoth tra- was like a Visigoth or something, I, I, like a type of goth, <laughs> but then you just meant car like automobile. Yeah, automobile goth. Cargoth. Got it. Uh, this, is, um, this is a track from Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, I believe it's District 9. Colony 9, I think. Colony 9. Right, District 9's a movie. (laughs) 
This feels like running through a field. Yeah. God, that's good. You see a waterfall in the distance. There's birds overhead. Like a big fucking elephant looking thing that you gotta fight if you want to. Yeah, there's like a real sense of adventure. Yeah. Real, really the opposite of Apocalypse Noctis, which sounds like somebody has trapped you in your pots and pans drawer. And, and and there's like a 8.5 earthquake happening simultaneously. Yeah. While somebody fires a gun at you in an attempt to execute you inside of your cabinets. Yeah, there is like, in that song that we just heard, there is like a, hey, you know, there's like sort of optional danger. You can have fun if you want to, but just, you know, there are sort of real world stakes. The other one, it was like, you're about to die, probably. Like, you, yeah. better, be, you better be careful. Right. You are driving a car that's on fire while being turned into a mosquito. Like you're, your, your control of the vehicle is slipping away as you yourself become mindless. Yeah. I think I probably could have beat that metaphor. You are you you wake up and your arms are sledgehammers and and you've been taxed with typing up a 15-page document in 15 minutes. <laughs> Be hard with regular hands. It's a lot of output. <laughs> All right, my final track from Peter McConnell, great composer, is from, uh, for my money, his, uh, his best work. This is the score for Grim Fandango. And I actually took the remastered arrangement here uh, just because everything was redone for that re-release. And I think it sounds a little bit better there. What's great about the Grim Fandango scores, it's it spans just a bunch of different styles from, you know, uh, from bebop to rock to Mexican folk music, which has a heavy influence throughout. Uh, and I think it just it, it ably straddles all those different genres um, and, uh, and I, I, this is, this track, I think just like, again, just evokes such a, a, a great mood and also sounds like something that I just haven't heard in a lot of other video games. Mm -hmm. Um, this is ninth heaven from the Grim Fandango remastered score by Peter McConnell. He's really not shy with those woodwinds, is he? He loves those. No. Things. He loves those woodwinds, and so do I. Maybe that's why I gravitate towards his <laughs> body of work. So yeah, this is about that's we've about heard one loop of it. But yeah, just just a great just a great score. Uh, it's 
It, it's got so much variance within it. Uh, I, you know, I could have just done this, the Grim Fandango score for this, but I wanted to get, get hear some of his other games as well. But I, I mean, there, there's just there's just so much going on here. But that track in particular, I think, is just so like kind of bittersweet, which I think is kind of what the game's arc is, and 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 at, in so doing, I think it kind of summarizes uh, that that soundtrack pretty well. All right, Matt, what's your last track? All right, my last track is from. Super Mario Odyssey. There's a lot to pick from. Oh, he didn't do wow. all the songs from Super Mario Odyssey, but oh. he. <laughs> wow. I I just I, you know I picked this one because it was one of the more recent ones in his canon, and I I loved the music in Super Mario Odyssey. I know not all of it is <laughs> that fun, but I I really like this one in particular. No, uh, I love it. I love it. And, and it's um. Well, because I was in, about this track in particular, I was reading that some people think it's annoying, but I like it. Oh. Uh, and it's um, Run, Jump, Throw, Stage One. Wow. And just like, he's still doing it. He's still cranking out bangers. Yeah, it's fucking rolls. God, what was his first, his first credit was like, I mean, 1983, and he's has a career spanning to today. Like, that's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, and with the progression of technology to now yeah. you can just do like a full score with, you know, actual instrumentation. I mean, the, the, you know, it, him and uh, 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 I guess Uematsu you could throw in there. There's a few competitors, but you did some someone uh, you think if you're going to compare to like John Williams in video games, I think Koji Kondo maybe has the best claim to that throne. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that that's great. What area does that play in? I'm trying to to place it. You know, I don't remember, but I remember it's it Mario's the bathroom theme. That's Is it where his you bathroom? Just go in the bathroom and he. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I clogged the toilet, Luigi. Uh, you know, Mario, you're also a plumber. <laughs> Shut up! Oh God! Oh, Jesus! <laughs> it's been a long time. It's <laughs> fucking grabbing it with his hands. Okay. <laughs> Our final song from. Yoko Shimomura is uh, one of her favorites. And I also would dare to say that it is one of ours. Wow. This is from Kingdom Hearts, Dearly Beloved. Yeah. This is the sound of so many people's childhoods. Mm -hmm. Like, it immediately hits. You're like, oh, I, I know where I was. I know where, where I went. How many video game songs can evoke the feeling of a living room or a den? Yeah. This is one of them. And I'm going to throw a bonus track on her resume. B -b -b bonus track. Because I've shown you 
three different RPGs that this woman uh-huh. has composed. But did you know that she also was the composer behind the greatest video game song of all time? Matt Apodaca, hit it! Yoko Shimomura wrote the Street Fighter 2 soundtrack. Wow. Wow. It was written by a woman. That's amazing. That's that awesome. Rules. God, yeah, well, that rules. God, it's so good. Like this alone should make it so that she doesn't ever have to work again. Like this is like, this, <laughs> this rules. It's crazy to me that the woman who wrote this also wrote the Kingdom Hearts theme. Yeah. It's amazing. It's composers. I feel like, like voice actors, they kind of. It's you know, it's a pretty small group, and once you're in that, that you know, that once you're in that, once you're in with them, I almost said brotherhood, but referring to a, to female composers, that's not appropriate. Once you're in that that private club, mm-hmm. uh, it's it, it, and like you end up being working on so many things. Yeah, and it's just kind of amazing that that yeah that that. You could you could end you could work on like both. It's just kind of amazing that life can be that long. Did you know there that you the go. voice of Ash Ketchum was also the voice uh, of a Harley Davidson motorcycle? What? Like a talking motorcycle? No, no, just the sound of the motorcycle itself. Every time you hear that sound, that the big, uh huh, cute. That's that's also the voice of Ash Ketchum. Oh uh, yeah, I went out for that. <laughs> I, I auditioned for the motorcycle. I was like, broom, they're like, take a hike, pal. <laughs> I was like, wait, I have more. It could be the horn. Honk, honk. Oh, boy. <laughs> As I'm they're sorry kicking I set you up out. This bit. I'm sorry. I, set it up. <laughs> I regret nothing. Oh, man. Um, hey. Well, what? What? I was yeah. just going to say. Uh, hey, uh, before you be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Get Played Pod or send us an email at getplayedpod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 616-2PLAY. That's 616-275-2933. And that'll do it for this edition of How Does This Get Played Premium DLC. Now that's what I call Video Game Music Volume 4, Composers. Do you guys like that joke about uh, like, <laughs> a, like a dead composer? And you're like, like, it's I think it's like this. It's like, hey, Mozart used to be composing but now he's decomposing i always thought that was a pretty good joke wait what part was the joke come on nick what part was the joke (laughs) where you going here man yeah that is sort of i mean it's kind of just a factual statement it's not i don't find any of that comedic that's just kind of true let me tell it again so you know mozart used to be composing but Mm -hmm. these days as his profession He's decomposing. Because he's dead in the ground. Yeah. End session. End computer end <laughs> session. <laughs> end session. Stop report. End. Stop. <laughs>